0: Welcome to The Source, Investments podcast covering trends and insights in institutional investing where we get to sit down with industry experts to get their take on the market. In today's episode, we're joined by Nick Samuels, Head of Manager Research at Reddington, a UK-based consultant serving clients in EMEA. Our conversation centers around ESG as Nick and his team recently published a study on ESG primarily focused on climate change and diversity and inclusion. We spend our time talking about those findings and what managers can do to effectively communicate their ESG policies and ultimately the impact of those policies. This is timely as uh, eVestment recently launched a revamped ESG questionnaire to help managers better convey their overall ESG strategies and also provide data on how they follow through on those stated policies. This also provides consultants and investors much more data to screen and evaluate managers' On their esg practices if you're interested in learning more about where to populate this data or how to access it in investment please email us at solutions at investment.com but let's jump right into our conversation with nick so nick uh thank you for joining us before we jump into our conversation can you spend some time giving us a little bit of background on your role
1: yeah th- uh, thanks for having me rich yeah of course so uh, I head up manager research uh, at Redington, um which is a, an investment consultant based based in London. Uh, manager research, as in my, uh, my my team's job, is to go around and find the best fund managers uh, for, from around the world that we can for our clients to invest in. Uh, we don't run any money ourselves. We don't pick stocks ourselves. You know, we're we're trying to find the, the best funds uh, for for our clients, um, and that's across all manner of asset classes from listed equities right the way through to, you know, renewable infrastructure or, or, or something like that. You know, we've, we've, got a, we've got a very large team uh, of people all, all dedicated to that research function.
0: So I wanted to spend a majority of our conversation talking about ESG. Uh, so this came to our attention recently where there was a, an article that cited uh, a study that you guys had done uh, about ESG and actually how managers, um, not not only talk about their ESG policies but actually execute on those can can you give us a high level overview of what that study was and what the findings were
1: yeah sure so it, it it's a study that we actually do every year and it's a survey to to all of the managers that we either have a rating on or that we have that our clients have exposure to um and, and we ask them a series of questions all related to ESG and they then they, they fill out that survey and then we aggregate that data. This year actually was the first year that we've decided to turn that into a report and, and actually publish it for, for people to read. So it's maybe the first time that people are hearing kind of Reddington's name on this stuff, but mm-hmm. we've we've been tracking this for a number of years now. And our our questions really sort of um, fell, fell into three broad categories, you know, uh, ESG from a, uh, integration and uh, process point of view, climate change specifically, and then diversity specifically as well. And so, all of our questions were related to those those sorts of themes. And of course, we were able to aggregate all the data. And, and once you start aggregating the data, you actually you find some really interesting themes that emerge. Um, and and that I think is is really interesting. And and you know, we we we've been then able to draw some conclusions in this report, and really start to. Uh, to turn the spotlight back on the asset management community and say you know you we feel like you're not doing enough in these sorts of areas uh, and, and you know these, these this is where you can do more um, so it's it's been really widely read already it's only only came out um, just over a week ago as we record this uh, but already you know I've had, I've had loads and loads of asset managers come to me and, and ask you know you know, well, i know we didn't score well on here but i, I really want you to know that we're doing much better <laughs> and, you know, um which is which has been great because it, it really feels like it's it's been um it's been well read already and the press have picked it up nicely and, and that's really part of our intention is to just um is to, is to just create a create a bit of, of noise so that people start to uh be a bit more introspective when they go back to their um, bosses and say, look, you know, we need to do more, look, look what everybody else in the industry is doing We're falling behind. We need to up our game. You know, that's exactly what we want to provide the asset management community with the, with the data and the tools to do that.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it's funny. So back when we could travel in February, uh, we had our client conference in London, and despite not every session being focused on ESG, it came up in every single session. Uh, and you know, Europe is light years ahead of uh, at least the U.S. in terms of ESG policies and implementation. Um, but we get asked about it all the time as well.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it it just comes up all the time. And i was in the us um in in october last year at a conference and it was again just as you say it was a session that was totally unrelated <laughs> to ESG, but we still managed to spend sort of a third of the time talking about it. Uh, and that that was that was a, that was a U, entirely u.s audience um, so it just it just shows that it's really is front of mind for for the whole industry uh, at the moment which is which is great you know that, that that's where it needs to be if we can actually achieve the, the what, what it's set out to do
0: so I think some of the findings were that managers aren't necessarily following through on the policies that they've stated. Uh, And while everyone says, yeah, we might adopt some ESG practices, when it comes to buying and selling decisions, that's not necessarily true. I'm wondering at what point is that a deal breaker for you and the clients that you're advising? Is it still now like we can work around it or are they uh, kind of firm in their stance of, no, this is what we want as uh, potential clients of yours when you're managing our money.
1: I mean what we want to see is is direction of travel. so you, you have you have different asset classes that are that are further ahead than others. so I think ESG really was born out of a, of a listed equity um, kind of kind of concept and then it, then it started to sort of spread to fixed income, private assets, real assets and, and it's now much more pervasive you know even, even in LDI, you know we're talking about how how, how do you integrate esg you know, which on paper feels like <laughs> it's a pretty hard thing to do but it's still it's still a conversation that we're having um so so you've got some asset classes being further ahead than others which explains some of those those discrepancies uh you have the geographical point as as you made earlier in that uh europe is is theoretically further ahead than the US, but the US actually further ahead than say China, where we, where we have a number of managers as well. So that there, there are a couple of things that that kind of explain the numbers a little bit. Um, but so long as we're seeing direction of travel, then then we're, we're okay that there will be a point at which our, our, our sort of patience runs out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but but we see it as our job as um, advisors and as really gatekeepers to to client capital. That we we play it back to the asset management community and tell them where where we need them to improve, and therefore we're we're engaging those asset managers ourselves. You know we we have an engagement job. This survey kind of is one of the tools for that. Um, but we need to be able to go back to the managers and say, look, the, we we need you to be signing up to TCFD, for instance. But you know maybe maybe that's something that we'll, we'll say at some point in the future. Um, or you know we, we can't invest with a manager that doesn't have a UNPRI rating of whatever b plus or something um you know these these are lines in the sand that we can potentially draw but but we feel it's much better to actually help the asset management community get to where we want them to get to rather than just go straight in with that sort of um stick approach yep. you know i think it's a ca- carrot and stick approach i'd much rather go and lead with the carrot um i wish i hadn't chosen that analogy now (laughs) um but but much 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 better to leave with that to start with and then you can always bring the stick out at some point in the future and and hopefully we won't need to get there but if that does remain the ultimate threat from our point of view remove the rating withdraw client capital from the fund Uh you know that that's that's the ultimate threat that we have really
0: with what you're kind of asking the managers to do and suggesting ways to improve I'm sure some of that's around the data that they're providing to help you make that decision. Do you, so do you think you have enough data and is there standardized, is the data standardized enough to to help you make that decision today?
1: Um, no, I, 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 don't think we, there's ever enough data. Um, I, I don't, and, and standardization has been particularly, um, bad in, in the sort of ESG world, um, yeah, you know, I, th- I think we're actually funnily enough when you move into impact, which, which which is a sort of you know taking this on one stage further and, and really trying to be impactful with your um, with your investments. It feels like actually there's funnily enough, there's more standardization there because most people talk about things like the Sustainable Development Goals as a framework to do this stuff through in, in ESG, which is sort of you know should really be a part of every single strategy. Uh, what that means to people still varies an awful lot, uh, and and it varies an awful lot by asset class as well. And so we've, we 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 do lack this kind of common language as to as to as to how to talk about this with each other. And and you can see that just from people misusing ESG SRI. I still have people describing it as ethical, for instance, in in when I'm meeting managers in, in meetings. Um, you, you know, so it it. The, the whole lexicon—we haven't even got that right, let yeah. alone getting a sort of standardized data set. Um, so that—that—that that, that is, you know, the industry needs to get its head around that. Um, and you know, we've, we're part of um, uh, a consultant working group that's just been set up, uh, which we, one of the work streams is is to work with the asset management community to try and help them do that. So we've got twelve largest consultants here in the UK, but obviously that includes some of the largest in the globe as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, we're trying to get together to help that standardization because it does feel like it's an industry wide problem that, uh, you know, we should solve, really, uh, because, you know, it's too important. What we're trying to achieve here is too important with things like the future of the planet at stake.
0: Yeah, that that makes it sound serious. The future of the planet. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I want to go back. You, You talked about. Equities being a little bit further ahead in terms of the, the ESG policies. So, how does uh, an asset class like fixed income LDI adopt ESG and actually communicate that to you guys?
1: Yeah, so I, th- I think anything where there's a corporate investment at the end of uh, you know you're you're buying into a corporate either either their equity or their debt, then that uh, that you can you can gather information about what that corporate does and you can um run it through an esg lens esg at the heart of it is really saying how does this company um operate and 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 you know is it considering environmental social and governance issues so so long as it doesn't in a way it doesn't really matter what the instrument is you know you you can run that company through an esg lens Mm. and then you can look Mm -hmm. at the risks there and decide you know whether or not that is a risk that you as the as the steward of that capital is is happy to run or not um it gets trickier in when you move into sovereigns uh, which is obviously what an LDI type strategy is based on you know you're buying government bonds um and so that's a lot harder to to do and so what we may do there is look at the overall firm itself so then then we sort of think about a little bit less about the strategy and then more about the firm itself. What are they doing? And, and actually, we end up talking a bit more about engagement, uh, which is a topic that we're talking about in every asset class a lot more now. Um, but but again, that's what that's probably the only tool that's available to the LDI manager. Are you engaging with the governments that you're 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 buying the the um, the, the debt from? And you know, are you talking to them about ESG type type principles? Um, and again also on the corporate side as well engagement is a sort of underused tool for, from from the asset management community you can you can go and buy uh, shares in a, or, or the debt of a fossil fuel company and it can still and you can look at all the esG risks but you can decide then to engage with that company and get them to change the way that they're operating and improve that ESG score you're, you're going to have a much bigger impact doing things like that than, you know, simply buying more shares in Tesla or, you know, or whatever. And um, so that, that's, that's been a big focus for us is, is really trying to understand, you know, what, just, just how much, uh, an asset manager is, is really doing in this space. Um, and, and again, they can, they can blind you with data and say, we've, we voted on, you know, thousands and thousands yeah. of, of, um resolutions or whatever but we're, we're, we're saying sure but w- w- what were the actual meaningful ones you know what did how did you actually make a difference prove prove that to us you know um so that that's a big focus i think for us so
0: maybe not specific to esG but on the topic of how you guys engage with managers just how has that been impacted by covid and what do you think will stick around from all this obviously without being able to travel get face-to-face meetings with them it's just becoming harder to do business in our industry um but like what's been the biggest challenge for you
1: yeah that 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 face-to-face meeting has has been a, the 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 loss of that face-to-face meeting has been a has been a big big challenge because we we obviously do desk based research but then we have face-to-face discussions with the manager and a, and a big part of our rating is our qualitative view. so you know let's look at the quad data but let's let's marry that up with the qualitative and decide whether those two things kind of meet. And that's just much easier face-to-face. You know, it's it's, it's harder across a, a Zoom call or, or a Teams call uh, to read reactions. Um, you, don't get, you don't get so much of a sense of a culture unless you go to the office and you walk around. You know, one of the things we, we so before we put a rating on, we always go to the manager's office, regardless of location, we, we go there. And we get a feel for the culture. And you just you just walking around the office gives you a, you know a, a certain amount of feel for the office. You talk to the receptionist, you know, you talk to uh, you, you do the floor walk, and people say hello to you or not. Um, you just the way the office is set up, you know, managers love to tell us how collaborative they are, for instance. But and this is particularly prevalent in the US. You go into their office, and literally everybody is is behind a locked door in the office. <laughs> you well, I'm not sure how collaborative you can be if you have to sort of you know go and knock to, uh, to, before you speak to someone. You know, that, that doesn't feel very collaborative. But you're, you're only going to find stuff like that out when you're actually there. And so Zoom is is difficult. Um, you get to see the insides of lots of people's houses, um, <laughs> which we didn't do before, uh, but I'm not sure how much data there is in that. Um, but, but there is a slight advantage though in that when, so one of the, the other things that we do is is typically have a systems demonstration when we're in the office. And what you kind of do is you, you go and you go and stand behind let, let's say we're looking at trading software or something you go into the dealing room and you're sort of stood behind the dealer while he's explaining all your software to him and you're kind of standing there with your notebook and you're trying to write down a few notes and things whilst whilst watching him sort of put some trades on or whatever being being actually able to watch that on zoom where the where the trader then flicks that whole thing up on their screen mm-hmm. and shares their screen with you and you just you just get that much more clearer and 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 real in in that sense so that's actually a, a slight advantage versus where we've been before. And then the other thing is if you're not traveling, you know, you're know, you not wasting time sitting in airports, sitting in hotels. Um, so you can, in theory, get more done. It's just that it's not quite as rich uh, as, it, as it was before. Um, so that's, that's been a bit of a, um, that's been a real shame. If we move back into some sort of normality um, I do think we, we keep the Zoom team's calls for those initial meetings, though, because historically what we would do, let's say we're looking at a US-based manager and we don't know them particularly well, but, you know, and they've screened through our process, we'll have a, an initial kind of conference call. And it was like literally a, a conference call. You know, We'd sit in a meeting room around a phone, <laughs> like four of us around a phone, and you, know, you, would, you would try and have those, those chats. We, we used to try and do video calls, but they were always awful. You know, it used to take fifteen minutes to sort the tech out. It would drop. Um, there'd be an echo or something, and it would just be horrific. And in the end, we are just like let's not even bother with these things. But now everybody uses Skype, Teams, Zoom, mm-hmm. Webex, whatever, and it, it just the familiarity of that now has just increased enormously. And so I do think we'll we'll continue to use that as a as a as a useful um, first meeting second meeting type of type of instrument but you know we do we do need to go back to that that physical um site visit because it just it is harder to to build conviction without it really
0: yeah no i'm uh, i'm looking forward to get back into our office we've got an what we would call an open concept office uh, and i miss that engagement um one last question for you you said the study focused mainly on climate change and diversity inclusion. Um, so, is there a reason you focused on those two specifically, and are there other areas of ESG that you still take into account, but maybe just didn't focus the study on?
1: Yeah, I, um, I think those those two areas are the topics that we feel our client base cares the most about right now, and that you know us as a firm care about as well. Um, you know, so we, we we try and reflect our, our clients' views in, in in this, and that's what they're telling us that they that they want to uh, start with, really. And I think you know there are lots of other areas that we can we can move into. Um, you know, there, there's uh, various, particularly within the S, you know, of the ESG. There's a number of different social um, issues out there across the world, be it be it hunger, be it, you know, poverty. Um, well being mental health you know look at the use of social media and the effect that that has on young people uh you know as a, as a as a father myself i kind of worry about that um is that a, a, is that a looming kind of esg issue you know potentially um so i think we will get to the you know the things that we're engaging with asset managers on will change through time and uh, But but hopefully that means that we feel like we've made progress with those really big, big ones, the the, environment and and, and diversity, and then we can then move on to some of those other ones. Because I think if you try to do everything at the same time, I think you you would probably lose some of the power of your message. So Mm -hmm. we just just felt like we've had to concentrate on a a couple of key ones and then we'll we'll, we'll spend time engaging on that and then eventually I'm sure we'll, we'll move on to other things.
0: Well, great. Uh, th- those are the questions I had for you today. We would love to link to your study if possible. If we can put that in the description and uh... yeah, please,
1: I'd, I'd love that. We'd, we'd love as many people to read the report as possible and, and feedback um, on it. On it, and you know, we're, we're going to run this every year now as a publication. So we'd love to know what other people would like to see and um, tell us what what they liked and what they didn't like, and we can we can make it even better next year.
0: Perfect. Well. Uh... Thanks again for doing this. Uh, You and your family stay safe through everything and uh, we'd love to have you on again.
1: I'd love to be on again. Thank you very much, Rich.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I always enjoy when we can provide a glimpse into the thought processes and research processes of gatekeepers and how they're advising their clients. If you have any questions about how to provide or access ESG data in investment, please reach out to us at solutions at investment.com. I want to thank you for listening And we look forward to hearing from you soon.